Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we look at the new normal as the world begins to recover from the global pandemic. I'm David Robinson, online editor at The Banker, and my guest today is Mike Kiersey, Chief Technology Officer at Boomi, a cloud service brokerage company. Mike, welcome. Morning, David. Thank you. Today, we're looking at banks' efforts to update legacy enterprise resource planning systems, ERP systems, keep them up to date. Many institutions are grappling with digital transformation at the moment. Mike, perhaps we can start with some context. What is a typical ERP system at a global bank? Perhaps we can start with what was it, say, say, say 10 years ago? And how much do these legacy systems need to change to meet the challenges of the modern digital era? If we take a step back in history, probably anything between 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago, you know, ERPs were the center of the world for these uh, for these organizations, providing a number of capabilities around, let's say, it's just for general ledger, it's human capital tools, it's around their CRM or it's building their supply chain. And those applications were were large monolithic applications, you know, all built and you had those modules modules all embedded into that piece of software. And, you know, organizations saw the value of that 20 years ago and it gave them all the capabilities. But what you look at that now is that was a great investment, but they're still paying for that investment. It's, you know, it consumes a vast amount of money. Um, and a lot, typically a lot of banks, probably about well, most of them, about 49% of their investment is just keeping up with business today and keeping the lights on. But when we start to look at ERP modernization or post-ER modernization, we're now looking at how do we how do we break that monolithic stack down and become more modular? And the reason for that is that the banking industry and where we look at modern uh, ERP is they've struggled with sort of things like IT agility, right? You know, driving business efficiency through that. And, and what the businesses want to do, how do we transform, how do we change? But they've been hamstrung by these business applications that uh, are not enabling to move at the pace of what their, their customers and what the markets are demanding of them. And this is where we're now seeing this whole ERP modernization or the composability of ERP moving forward. Where should banks be going? Where are banks looking to go? And what are the big obstacles to change for, for banks? Obviously, as we said at the start, banks are at different stages in how they're, they're changing their, their, their business models. Very true. The, they're all looking to, to transform, change, keep ahead of the, the, the competition. Um, a lot of organisations, a lot of these banks are now looking at how do we move from, how do we move from on, on-premise or business applications? How do they adopt cloud-based architectures and, and services that offer greater agility, flexibility, and you know, easier consumption models. And I think you know, when you look at that, there's about 29% of, of the predominant banks are still you know, working with traditional sort of business applications, and only 22 of them are sort of embracing the, the bigger adoption of cloud. And I think this is where they're now actually sort of coming to is actually we want to, to move forward, but we are being hamstrung. Um, you know, the complexity of being able to deliver a, a hybrid IT environment to support ERP is, is there today. And I think you would probably look at about 42% of the banks are, are stuck in that particular mode of operandi. 
Um, there's always the things around budget constraints. There's always the area around how do we mitigate risk, but also what they've done over that period of time is actually heavily customized and integrated, you know, other different services that are both northbound or east and westbound of that, of that capability. And they've built up, you know, layers and layers of technology debt. Um, and that now needs to be unpicked to allow that swifter, more agile movement to these new capabilities that are available in the cloud today. And you know, banks are trying to do that in a, in a speedy fashion, but it's taking a long time, right? There's, there's risk and compliance that they need to maintain. Um, but what they're trying to do is get there as quickly as they can. And I think what we're coming from it is showing a, a path and a journey forward. Some executives, bank executives might might think about putting some of these changes on the back burner with so many things they have to contend with. What risks do you think they are for banks if they persist with some of the legacy systems we talked about at the start? There's always the persistence of uh, the risk to the business is, you know, supportability, security, um, um, availability, skills. You know, there's a number of different risks that are associated with supporting sort of legacy sort of platforms. Um, I think at the moment they're looking at how do we get more out of what we've got already in terms of sweat and assets, reducing cost, driving efficiency. But the bigger opportunities is is actually how do I get more in, insight and more information out of those those platforms? It's the data that's going to drive the banks for the future. And being able to extract that data out of these ERP platforms, place them in other platforms that gives them greater agility and insight is going to drive the, the ideas and the notions of how they can transform and where they should transform. Um, and to give things like hyper-personalization to, to their consumers or into better insight for their, their internal consumers of, of banking systems. Well, interesting. We'll certainly keep monitoring this one. Mike, thank you very much for your time today. Do keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com podcast. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.